When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Indiana loses. It's 82-53. I think it's over. Yes, there it is, 82-53. The Cowbell victory will not be rung. The ladle... A victory will not be used to ring the uh, cowbell and uh, convey the nectar of victory to my lips. We'll have to wait for another year for that. And that's the way it goes. This was no fun to watch. From the time it was 28 to 26. 28-26, I remember. Trace Jackson Davis has a layup. He misses. And as St. Mary's goes the other way, The game went away from the Hoosiers, and all of a sudden, instead of 28-26, it became 67-33. 67-33, I had to get out the abacus, figure out exactly what that was. That was a 39-7 run, 39-7, 14 minutes and 41 seconds of abject Hell, here, you know what? I mean, we could dog out people. We could talk about who played well and who played poorly and blah, 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 blah. But the truth of it is that Indiana was tired. Indiana played three games, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Then they played a game Tuesday. Then they tried to get on a plane to go to Portland at one in the morning in Dayton. Some boob from the NCAA ordered the wrong plane And so they were delayed three hours and nine minutes. They got to Portland Eastern time at 8.50 in the morning, 5.50 Portland time. Try to get some rest. Try to get ready to play about 36 hours later, and they can't do it. And you saw the legs. It was 28-26, and before that, Indiana had a lead, and Indiana's going pretty good. And I said to my wife as we're watching a game, Indiana... Looks like they should be favored in this game. And they did. They played like the favored team until everything went wrong. I'm telling you, when you see guys miss layups, it's not that they just forgot how to shoot layups. It's that they are tired as hell. And the defensive mistakes that Indiana made 
come from fatigue, both in terms of their legs and their mental capacity. And you saw that again and again and again and again, and this is exactly the wrong team to have that happen against because, like Steve Lapis said repeatedly throughout the broadcast tonight, St. Mary's will cut you up. They are old, they are patient, and they execute. It's kind of like a high school team of terrific athletes playing against a bunch of industrial league guys who've been together forever. And that's what happened to Indiana tonight. Indiana came up against exactly the kind of opponent that you don't want to play in a game like this. Exactly that kind of opponent. And off it goes. The NCAA's got to do something. This is just abject stupidity. And Notre Dame's going to have to deal with it tomorrow night, and we're going to see how well they deal with it tomorrow night. But to send people to Dayton, Ohio, needlessly, for no, there's no rationale for these games occurring in Dayton, for God's sake. And then you got to get on a plane. The selection committee seeds, and they do this. It's done on purpose. They know what they're doing. You two teams, Wyoming and Indiana, you are going to Dayton. And then you're going to play whoever wins that game. You're going to play in Portland, Oregon, when we've got a regional two hours by bus away in Indianapolis or about an hour flying to Milwaukee. Or you could go to Buffalo. There are loads of places that you could go that would somehow be much less inconvenient than Portland for Indiana tonight or for San Diego or for Notre Dame in San Diego tomorrow night. It's just ridiculous. For what purpose? What ends are met for the NCAA by sending people four hours away by plane to go play basketball? And I know, look, for me too, I'm saying these guys are 18 to 22 years old. What do they do? They're going to be fine. Look, they're 18 to 22 year olds who have played four games in the last week, right? A fifth game tonight in eight days against a team that has not played since last Tuesday. St. Mary's had nine days off. During the time that St. Mary's was kind of just kicking back, practicing, getting their legs back, all of that stuff, preparing for this tournament, Indiana was playing four basketball games, three of them in three days. How does that make any sense, number one, of the Big Ten? How does that make any sense to the NCAA? I think it's atrocious. What the NCAA did to Indiana and is going to do to Notre Dame tomorrow night is just stupid and atrocious and idiotic and shame on them for not having some kind of balance in their head between greed and fairness and humanity. It's horrifying what they do to... This is... Look, Indiana hadn't been to the NCAA tournament since 2016. None of these kids have played in the NCAA tournament. None of them. This is their opportunity. And what do you get? You get a trip to Dayton... 
and then get on, oops, we sent the wrong plane. You're going to have to wait three hours and nine minutes to take off and get to Portland at about sunrise tomorrow and then figure out how to play against St. Mary's, who hadn't played a single game in the last nine days, figure out how to beat their ass a few hours later. What what are you doing? Like, isn't there somebody? I was great at this. I was the best at this. In a conference room, as people were kind of moving down the road toward making a horrible mistake. Now, I did it in radio. Not hard in radio. Let's face it. Radio people, not the sharpest tacks in the drawer. But they know it. And this is the key about radio people. They know they're not the sharpest tacks in the drawer. People at the NCAA suckling at the public teat, they and they got the media money coming in. They can be complete idiots, do whatever they want, and they're still going to have money pouring into that organization. And then it gets funneled out to the schools. It's a zero-sum game, right? They're not stuffing it uh, in an account. The NCAA isn't a for-profit agency, but you got guys with the NCAA making a lot of cash. And these guys, you can't tell them this. You, you can't say, look, uh, what are you out of your mind? Are you people idiots? They don't deal well with that. So they don't put people like that in the room. Put me in the room. And I'll tell you how this is so foggy-minded of you and so wrong-headed to do this to a basketball team. I will help you through this. It's my offer. Don't need to pay me. Happy to do it. Keep giving Mark Emmert all the money. Keep giving him millions of dollars a year for just uh, standing at a podium once a year and saying, you know, everything's great, I think. We doing good? Yeah, we're doing good. All right. Oh, my hair's too poofy. What's going on? This is when I exercise, right? You go out, you ride a bike, the hair gets poofy. At any rate, uh, just a terrible, terrible game tonight. And and you really wonder which of these guys are going to come back, and you hope that they all do. They've all got eligibility left. It would be about time that Indiana benefited from the the COVID exemption year, right? You know, so it's not, we're not going up against 28-year-olds. We're bringing some 28-year-olds ourselves. I don't know how many of these guys, the the, uh, koozie guy looked like he's about 32 years old. That's because he's got the shaved head, right, and the beard. That's what he he looks like, uh, some kind of English soccer guy who's been playing, you know, for uh, Man United for, uh, you know, the last 16 years. At any rate, not the I would consider this an upset, actually, Indiana getting beat. It's not the only upset, and I can't believe I decided to do this rather than watch the end of Kentucky and St. Peter's. What happened in that game? There it is. Final in overtime, St. Peter's beats Kentucky. 85-79, there is joy. It's not enough joy to play the victory cowbell, but by God, that's reason to celebrate here in Indiana, isn't it? Not for me, necessarily. Well, yeah, I'm celebrating. I picked Kentucky to win the NCAA tournament. I think subconsciously, I do it to jinx them. And thank you very much. Jinx they are. In Indianapolis, how oh, I wish I was there at Gainbridge Fieldhouse to watch John Calipari skulk off the court in, in complete disillusionment 
because again his Wildcats have come up short as they keep stuffing talented players onto that roster and they keep coming up short in the month of March. It's a shame for Kentucky fans. I feel for them. My heart bleeds for them. But not tonight. Because tonight, Indiana got blitzed by St. Mary's from the West Coast Conference, for God's sake. So, and, and we'll talk about this at length. Um, you know, there's a time to talk about this down the road. Who's coming back? Is Trace coming back? Is Race coming back? Xavier Johnson, Miller Cop. Uh, Michael Durr, all these guys are, you know, during normal circumstances, uh, not Trace, but the others would be cycling out through graduation, their uh, eligibility exhausted. Trace has one year left. And uh, then you got the three guys coming in. You got guys we saw on the court late, like Christian Lander. I really like the way Mike Woodson did his job this year. Mike Woodson... For the first time in a long time, I felt like there was an adult at the wheel driving this vehicle, right? If Indiana basketball's a bus, finally we had a guy behind the wheel who knew what he was doing behind the wheel of the bus. And he didn't have to work the media and didn't have to work, you know, fans and try to yay-rah nonsense. And when Indiana beat Purdue, Mike Woodson didn't go into the foyer at Assembly Hall and, hey, look what I did! There was none of that. There was an adult back at Indiana who was forward-thinking and tried to develop these guys as young men and basketball players throughout the season at a really high level, and I think he did. You saw them get better. You saw Jordan Geronimo get better. In the offseason, I hope that Tamar Bates can kind of figure some things out, Christian Lander figure some things out. This team has the potential talent to be really good. But what's happened to basketball and college basketball, why the NCAA tournament is so beautiful, is that you've got teams filled with guys. Kentucky's one of these teams. And I'm kidding. I'm not. Yes, I am. What am I talking about? I'm happy Kentucky lost. I know that makes me a a lesser person, but I am. I'm I'm very pleased. At any rate, you got a bunch of guys who want to play in the NBA, want to be the next James Harden or Russell Westbrook, and uh, or Kyrie Irving, and so they work on their individual games, and because that's what the NBA is, the NBA is a two-on-two league or a one-on-one league, right? You don't have five guys playing as one in the NBA. You just don't. College basketball, if you got guys who have trained to be in the NBA, and they go out and try to play hero ball one-on-one or two-on-two. They're going to get beat by a team like St. Mary's. And every once in a while, they're going to get beat by a team like St. Peter's because that's what college basketball is. College basketball is a five-on-five game. And if you don't understand how to be like this as a team on the defensive end and the offensive end, you're going to get your ass trucked by a team that does regardless of the talent level. And that's what happens in college basketball, and that's why it's a beautiful game because individuality, while important, will not sustain you in college basketball. And that's the way it is. One thing I'd like to complain about, the broadcasts. Although tonight, nice. Steve Lapis, I think, does a really good job as an analyst. But I heard some analysis of games today that was just mind-numbing and, and foolish. And, and number one, bad broadcasting. Number two, uh, bereft of basketball knowledge at a level I appreciate. 
And, and three miles from this house sits Dan Dockage. What are you doing? What is Turner doing? Hire Dan Dockage for this event, for the love of God. What are you, what are you even thinking? You put some of these guys out there, and they don't know what the hell they're doing. They don't know their craft. And they don't know the game nearly as well as they think they do. Got a guy three miles from here who does this at the highest level possible. I just don't understand it. Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent. We're going to talk about basketball. We'll talk about football, too. How about Devontae Adams on his way out to the Raiders? I guess, you know, it kind of makes sense that you've seen for uh, Ngakwe trade. It freed up some bonus money. Packers, they get two number ones back, I guess. And uh, I know they get the one from the Raiders this year. I think they get another number one. We'll see what they do with it. I wonder what Aaron Rodgers has to say about all of this. We'll talk about that tomorrow morning. The Colts, what are they going to do about a quarterback? They got the defensive line set, right? You're seven deep. I think you've done enough, Chris Ballard. Quarterback, get one. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow morning, bright and early, 7 o'clock. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.